0: Welcome to the broadcast dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada.
1: Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Connie Teeson. This episode brought to you by Cover Media. Cover Media and the World Entertainment News Network deliver licensed media content for your website, including breaking lifestyle news, high-res photos, and HD video stories updated 24-7. Learn more at MomentumMediaNetworks.com. The theme of the Ontario Association of Broadcasters' recent Connection 19 conference was future-proofing. And as such, Duncan Stewart, Deloitte Canada's Director of Tech, Media and Telecom Research, kicked off the event with a snapshot of Deloitte's annual predictions report for the industry. Among Stewart's takeaways, radio's resilience is undersold, VR headsets are a failure, and wait for it... Smart speakers are the hula hoop of 2018. You don't have to agree with Stewart, but you do have to appreciate the boldness of his forecasting. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, Deloitte Canada's Duncan Stewart.
0: So we, as a bit of an exercise, took a look at a life in the media day of both all people over 18, all adults, as well as a slice on the 18 to 34-year-olds. The trends are, are not shocking, but it is interesting seeing how the numbers work. What we see is that TV viewing drops by about a third over the next five years. Radio, interestingly, hangs in uh, quite well. It drops a little, but not nearly as much as TV. Uh, we see significant growth in what's called S V. That's Subscription Video On Demand. Those are going to be services like Netflix, but also new entrants like uh, Peacock and Disney Plus that are just coming online now. So that's the story for all adults. Where it gets much more interesting, I would say, is for the 18- to 34-year-old slice, where we see TV viewing dropping from roughly two hours a day to just a little over 45 minutes a day by 2025. Uh, Traditional TV viewing, if we simply extrapolate the numbers that we have for 2019 out that far and the trends, it looks like TV viewing becomes something that young people will be doing very much less of by 2025. Radio, interestingly, will be more. They'll be still listening to over an hour of radio. From the perspective of the broadcast industry, I think the resilience of radio listening, especially for young people, is something that is not properly uh, 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 incorporated into everybody's business plan yet.
1: So what accounts for
0: that resilience? We're not quite sure. Uh, I'm I'm a data guy. I I tend to uh, look at the numbers. Coming up with explanations can be harder, but there's a few thoughts that do come to mind. One of the things is that when we talk about the decline in TV viewing by young people, we're we're really confusing the issue a little bit because we're just talking about traditional TV. When you look at where the hours are shifting, they're not moving from TV, for example, to gaming or reading news or listening to podcasts. What they're doing is they're moving from uh, watching TV shows on traditional TV channels to watching TV shows on alternate things that look a lot like TV such as Netflix and
1: Prime. It's still TV in some
0: form, they're just the distribution technology is shifting.
1: You also brought up a really interesting uh, slide in terms of surfing patterns between radio and television.
0: Yeah, this shocked me. I I had never done this. I happened to be going through a spreadsheet when the data literally kind of jumped out of the page and bit me on the nose. Uh, Sorry, I have a young puppy who does that all the time. So that's the excessively vivid metaphor there. What we saw is that people when asked, do you change the channel when a commercial comes on or do you change the station when a commercial comes on? We found that about 11% of adults say that they, uh, they shift always or almost always on radio. But when it comes to TV, that number is about 44%, about four times higher. Uh, that surprised me. Uh, I, I, I think that, that at some level, maybe our hands are on the wheel. Maybe another thing is that radio ads tend to be less disruptive than TV ads. We all have that experience of sitting there watching, especially a quiet show on TV, and then the commercial comes on, the volume is 10 times higher, it doesn't really fit with what just went before. Radio commercials, maybe, are more seamless an experience, and that may be perhaps causing us to be less averse to radio commercials than TV.
1: In terms of our expanding audio universe, you you have some interesting findings around smart speaker adoption and VR headsets. Smart speakers I
0: mean, first of all, VR headsets are a failure. I cannot in any way overstate how much Canadians and people around the world detest VR headsets. Ownership is falling. Usage is down. People don't like them. People have never liked them. People are not about to start liking them. The future of VR headsets is they don't have one. Um, I I really can't be any clearer than that. That's not even opinion. That's just the data. Um, Smart speakers aren't as bad. A lot of people have smart speakers and they like them, but they're not this Tear the cover off the ball next new device, most people are using them more or less high end expensive digital uh, clock radios. They listen to a bit of music, a bit of news, a bit of weather, and they use them as timers. Uh, they ask them funny questions or at least their kids do, but it is not a transformative device uh, uh, sales uh, we were expecting sales growth of sixty percent year over year globally looks like it 's going to be flat it may even be down year over year. It looks to me that the smart spook- smart speakers may be the the hula hoop of 2018 that that you know it's the thing that everybody thought was going to be the next big thing and then you know 10 20 years from now we're going to look back at going what were we thinking
1: do you think there's capacity there though is it is it that the you know the technology and the offerings haven't haven't caught up oh gosh no smart speakers i do you have one I do not. Oh, I do. It's sitting in my basement unplugged because it's
0: just not that useful a device. The technology's great. It works perfectly fine. It's just I don't particularly want a smart speaker in my living room. I don't need one. Don't, Don't really see that much use for it. And I played with it for six months. I gave it a fair shot. I am not alone. A lot of people bought them, gifted them, got them, and they are kind of looking back at them going, I don't, it's not the worst thing I've ever bought. It's not like that waffle maker I got when I got married, but you know, it's not something that I'm finding as useful as I first expected.
1: So podcasting and esports, revenue-wise, you referred to those as small businesses.
0: Relatively niche. On a global scale, TV's a $400 billion industry, radio's a $40 billion industry, podcasting, esports, $1 billion-ish. There's a bit of a monetization problem. More people are, 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 are watching esports or listening to podcasts than you might think, but it doesn't convert to dollars well. The other thing is... It's also relatively niche even by eyeballs. If you look at all of the people watching eSports, it is a fraction. Because what we always do is we compare the global eSports numbers with a number of people who are watching an individual baseball game in the US only. That's not a fair comparison. Uh, but when we look at it by eyeballs, eSports remains relatively niche podcasting is an interesting market and I'm gonna spend a second on it I didn't have a chance to get into it but there's two podcast markets one of them is the podcasting market people listening and there's there's uh you know there's ads and there's sponsorships the other one is the enterprise podcast market a lot of companies out there give away podcasts for free you want to know what it's like to come work at Deloitte we got a podcast for that you want to know uh, what it's like to you know it once you join Deloitte do you want to learn more about how to do your job better we have a podcast for that. Uh, you want to hear more about predictions? We have podcasts for each of our predictions. So, and we give those away for free. So you've got to be careful when we talk about podcasting. Dollars are only half the story. A lot of people out there are giving it away as PR slash advertising uh, or internal training or recruiting. Uh, the global recruiting market's uh, uh, $400 billion a year spent on finding new employees. Podcasts are a very low cost and effective way of talking to people about here's what it's like to work at this company.
1: So what do all of these trends collectively mean revenue-wise? Weirdly, I would
0: have guessed that, that I was going to see a big drop uh, in revenues because we talk about the collapse of traditional TV. My numbers show that by 2025, the average American will still be listening or watching rather three hours of traditional television a day and another two and a half of, of television-like content. You can make a lot of money of five hours of screen time a day. So the overall picture, although some pieces are shrinking and some
1: are growing, overall, the industry looks to me like it's still a growth industry. I think what people want to know is how much time does terrestrial radio and television have in the big picture going forward? I didn't even
0: get to that. I wish I had. Oh, my gosh, there was a slide. One of my predictions is about terrestrial TV antennas. Do you have a terrestrial TV antenna? Of course not. Of course not. Nobody does. Two billion people around the world consume some or all of their television over terrestrial TV. It is, in fact, the single largest source of TV in the world. In the United States, the percentage of homes that have terrestrial TV has Almost grown 50% from 11% to 16% in the most recent quarter. Why? Young people, especially, are cutting the cable cord and not paying $108 a month for cable. Instead, they're getting 20 to 30 channels for free in full HD and they're not ad skipping. When I look at the traditional cable TV viewer, they ad skip, uh, sorry, they PVR about 48 minutes per day of television. The number for people who use antennas is three minutes of PVR. So they are watching it live and they are watching it for free and they are usually supplementing it with SVOD services like Netflix or Amazon Prime. The UK sees exactly the same trend. The number of people watching terrestrial antenna TV is up in the last year, often complemented by a service such as Netflix. I believe the future of terrestrial broadcast, both radio and television, Television Remains strong.
1: Are we talking decades? Decades. Okay. This ain't going away. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry,
1: visit us at broadcastdialogue.com.
0: Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud.